0: Self is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on. The journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your hosts, Daniel and Eduardo, this is the Know Thyself Podcast.
1: I'm ready, man. Are we good on it looks like we're coming through, huh?
0: Yeah. Um, sweet, man. Well, I have been eager to talk to you about this just because it's so hard, it's so felt, you know what I mean? Um, so I'm I'm very, very excited. So I'll just start off by saying welcome and happy new year. Happy New Year, my man. Welcome to everyone else to the Know Thyself Podcast. I am Eduardo and I'm here with Daniel. Hello. And uh, yeah, man, again every time I I sit in this chair at the beginning of the year, I can't believe how far we've come, not only as friends here and in, in these conversations, but also how much closer it feels to have these conversations with you, um, as they resonate with the topics that we always you know, bring up. And sometimes we bring up these topics. I feel like they're conversations about our studies and sometimes there's a vulnerable aspect that I want to bring because of what I might be going through or you might be going through. And, uh, you know, I know sometimes we, we spend some time apart and then when we sit here, it's like, Hey, I guess I've been waiting a really long time to have this, this, not only this discussion, but also bring up my, um, interpretation of anything I might've been feeling in the last like month. And this episode right here on the 1st of January is one of those episodes that I get very excited with. You know, I know last year we we did a, a great episode with the start of 2022 and here we are in 2023 and starting the mark of our third year doing this. It's just wild. You know, we'll talk about how fast time is going by. Um, for me, it's interesting to be 35, you know, it's a very specific number at this age that i'm at that kind of correlates to what we're going to be talking about today with the continuation of capricorn and its significance on continuing this idea of discipline and like really putting things together for um the time that's left in our physical body and so I, there's just so much man i don't even want to go off on it so again happy new year to you man and to all the listeners and so let's go ahead and and continue on and then this next year but also with this extraordinary sign of capricorn i know there's a lot that you're gonna just blow my mind with uh even just before we started recording daniel was just telling me these things and debriefing with you is always so much fun because it's like oh i didn't even think of that or i'm like i don't think i'm gonna bring that up and then you're like i'll oh, just wait till we talk about the glyph. And I'm like, okay, we are going to talk about that. Uh, You know, cause uh sometimes like, do we talk about that? Do we not talk about that? And when you start to open it up without me even asking you, I'm like, we will talk about that. So, so much, um, to unfold as usual. So let's, uh, let's get started, man. Again, I am very excited about the aspects of Saturn. And I know that we we've talked about a lot, but also time, father, time, father, time. And, uh, yeah. Wherever you want to go first, man.
1: Yeah, man. It's, you know, again, Capricorn is one of the most overlooked signs in the Zodiac. I think it gets sometimes like negative connotations to it um, because it's heavy. And right. it's about the human experience that's heavy. Um, and all of the processes and even the, you know, the only thing we're guaranteed which is that death certificate, right? Death is the only thing that's guaranteed in this form. Correct. Um, And so, yeah, this is such a unique topic. And like I said, it's it's usually a sign that astrologers, when they first jump into astrology, they kind of don't look into this. Like, it's not as like sexy as Scorpio. And like, you know, it doesn't have that like hero energy like Leo. Mm. And so it's often overlooked, but – usually when you kind of come back around and you start to studying esoteric astrology and like the inner teachings, you realize that this is an infinite sign of mystical capacity. Um, And it is one of the most mystical signs actually, Um, which is kind of funny because exoteric really talks about Capricorn as being more worried about like materialistic achievement, you know, climbing the mountain Mm. discipline. And they're very like attached to form, But the same connection that they can have with form, they can have in the spiritual realm as well. And they can operate in that. And what they really become is almost not so much, you know, climbing the mountain, but they can actually like move mountains with their energy. And it's this really, and again, you know, as we went through the signs, we really started to see that it really doesn't matter where your signs are because we dance with all of these, you know, astrological archetypes. And when you start studying Capricorn, it gets heavy and real very quickly because you're like, this is the, this is that weight of the five cents experience, right? This is the weight knowing that we're going to die. You know, even just thinking about that as humans, you know, we probably with like, you know, mammals and things like that, they know about, you know, that aspect of life, but humans are the only ones that like contemplate their own death, dance with it or completely avoid it. Like it's the elephant in the room. And we're going to kind of look at today the importance of creating a relationship with death, understanding time, the responsibility that comes with it, um, and our kind of limitations within it. You know, we're going to look at time as like, you know, the mystical understanding, which is, you know, everything is one big moment and we're just perceiving it in these individual experiences. But we can't deny that we perceive it in a linear fashion. And Capricorn is really going to, Capricorn and its ruler Saturn It's really going to let these lessons sink in. And we've all let lessons sink in of Capricorn. Um, And we really kind of find out how much we can hold in this sign and um, what we're made of. And so it's this really like, it's the whetstone that we sharpen ourselves with. And so I think the first thing that's interesting about Capricorn is its ruler, obviously is Saturn, but it shares something like with Leo as well. Remember when we were talking about Leo, the exoteric ruler was the sun and the esoteric ruler was the sun. The sun dominated Leo. And we saw that through the conversation. It was all sun energy. Mm -hmm. Well, the same is going to happen with the boss, which is Saturn, the black sun. It's the exoteric ruler and it's the esoteric ruler. Mm -hmm. And that's so perfectly aligned with the boss Saturn. Nobody's going to undermine them and be the esoteric ruler of their sign. Like they're in charge. They're the ones that are, you know, they're the ones that are really pulling the strings. And we really learn how resistance is so vitally important in the unfoldment of the soul and how we meet that resistance, how we overcome it, how we gain discipline, how we learn patience, humility, all of these things that can kind of come with the sign. We've got the master teacher, which is Saturn. Um, teaching us these lessons whether we want to or not right you know saturn doesn't care like it's it's not like it's hates us but it's saturn if you don't align yourself with natural law learn about like how you're supposed to explore yourself and uncover your essence it's gonna let you feel lost you know it's gonna it's gonna it craves and it desires discipline for you and we're very much going to kind of see that with That black sun making itself
0: apparent. I like that, man. The black sun. Yeah. The exoteric and esoteric ruler. Um, yeah, it doesn't really necessarily leave you alone in any way. And that's what I really appreciate. You know, I have a very interesting uh, relationship with death. I've had a lot of people in my life physically pass on since I was a a very young person and then even friends and people still to this day, not to say that that makes me unique or special, but it's a constant reminder of the limitations that we have and also the trickery that create that's created in our physical lives uh, when we want to separate from form into spirituality. And I think that it's very hard to do that. I think a lot of people want to be more than their physical selves. They want to engage with this sort of idea of whatever makes their spiritual journey more fulfilled. But death is a constant reminder of how little time you have to like make that contemplation and i think that i personally find it very comforting in times like this like right now it's it's a very gloomy week in arizona uh which is not common and very rainy and cold but for people that i've even connected with they don't appreciate that whatever is happening inside is also happening on the outside and i do because it kind of puts this sort of spotlight on you of like, what are you going to do from within? We talked about that inner fire that we created, um, right from the transition out of, um, that Jupiter energy into this or this Saturn energy and how we're going to, you know, keep that flame inside lit, but you can augment or you can really let this flame become bigger than this, this small, small, you know, like smoldering of coals, um, if you if you allow it but the only way to do this to come to terms with some of the most harsh things that dissolution brings even it's just like this sort of understanding of what death is and what and why it's important and i think some people just want to deny that and i think the trickery that we face as physical beings here and i think i like what you said about how animals the the difference between us contemplating death and like animals having a Complete understanding of the cycle of their position in their physical bodies and their limitations is that we do have this ability to kind of go, Oh no, but next year, but next year, and then but next year. And there is a very green period, if you will, or golden period where you're like, Yeah, everything seems to be going my way, or everything seems to be evolving at a pace that I can handle. So you kind of feel not immortal, but you're kind of like, Death isn't going to touch me yet. Death is for. Grandparents' Death is for uh, someone who was bestowed some illness that wasn't bestowed onto me. But it's like, no, it's it's always happening every minute of every day, every second of every moment. You're dying a little bit. You're getting closer to that. Uh And I think the exciting part about that not to turn something tragic into something optimistic, but it's like, what are you going to do with that Uh time then? And when you really have an an understanding of that time, whatever you might be feeling inside, anxiously speaking of like, oh, my gosh, am I doing enough? Am I not doing enough? Like harnessing that is that discipline it's not so much a discipline of like how will i make more money next year or what will i do to like you know compartmentalize my life so it's less chaotic it's not so much that as it is internally coming to terms with what you can't control the ticking of the time and finding a way to like taking that that energy and making something of yourself while your physical body is here is to me a great gift, but also a sadness that comes on you because you're like, oh yeah, I'm really, i only a few steps away from watching myself rise above my physical body and go, did I do enough? Oh, I was so afraid of not doing that one thing and I should have done it. Like, why are you gonna wait until that very moment and then have to maybe even come back here again? So that's something that I really appreciate about what you're saying in regards to this powerful energy coming from both exoteric and esoteric um ruler of of saturn um but yeah it is pretty heavy man it's it i like how you call it a black sun because it it really does have that and it's it's hard to kind of confront but yeah anyways yeah
1: no absolutely and this this is and you know this this like mythological story too about saturn and the sun Um, how Saturn was had potential to actually be the second sun in our universe. And that's why it's got the rings because it was actually trying to like pull energy Mm. to actually kind of create that. And it didn't and it. And it shows like those limitations of even what it had. And we need limitations. You know, we need to have separation so I can tell where my form starts and it ends and where your form starts and ends. Because if not, if there was no lines and you know, lines didn't cross there would be no five-sense reality for us to experience for the soul to grow and unfold. And so we learn in Capricorn to kind of get this discipline, to get this discernment, because ultimately we're at this point at the 10th sign, we're spiritually aware of a lot of universal energies. And so there's this deep commitment to whatever gave us life to sustain long enough to fulfill why we were given life. Yes. And so that's where you know Capricorn really comes in. It it doesn't Capricorn isn't cautious because it's afraid. It's cautious because it knows that it can't do something stupid that might alter the vehicle of its soul. Right that's going to limit its time in this experience and not fulfill its destiny. And so this is why Capricorn takes it so serious because it knows it was sent here for a serious reason. And that's really when Capricorn can kind of like really connect to the spiritual realm and get to do that spiritual work. Like we said, it's not so much climbing the mountain, it really becomes like moving mountains for Capricorn when they can kind of do this. And so when we we kind of think about how we need boundaries how we need structures you know saturn you know without the stage there is no play and saturn represents the stage it represents that like grand architect of form and everything that comes with it and you know the limitations like we spoke about i mean space and time itself
0: yes is going I was to be just under saturn. Say time and space man time and space you know and this is
1: we see this you know in And it's this cold energy that Saturn represents. It's the coldest planet. It's the slowest move. It's a very slow moving planet as well, right? So it's it's very cold. And Saturn's also gonna show us like how you preserve and it teaches you how to preserve, how you preserve your life. Um, How do you preserve food? You freeze it, right? right? It's this like cold energy that kind of comes with it. Um, And, you know, our preservation and the awareness of this five sense reality, learning the rules of this jungle that we find ourselves in, where everything's bigger than us, stuff wants to eat us. If you don't learn these rules and get disciplined in those rules, your time here is going to be, your expiration date is going to come up before you were meant to, right? Because we have this free will that we can make these decisions that can either extend our timeline or it can drastically shorten our timeline. (laughs) So Capricorn kind of comes in to kind of, again, give us that awareness of caution, you know, not utilizing, like, where am I putting my energy? It's this very responsible, you know, I don't want to keep saying the word discipline, but it's such a good representation of like what this represents. And, you know, we'll kind of talk a lot about the structure, you know, and even like, we'll kind of like even connect it to like the skeleton and what it rules in the body, the skeleton and the teeth. It actually like rules our form that stays after our soul leaves the body. And it actually like stays through the, you know, that process. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, always just holding these ideas in mind and these meditations is the best way to kind of connect and like open up the deeper reservoirs of information that these planets provide. But Saturn's everywhere. You know, this is, you know, this is every villain in every story, this is Darth Vader, you know, in Game of Thrones, this was the Night King. When did the Night King come? Winter. What does Capricorn represent? The winter solstice, right. the longest night of the year. It represents even like the dark night of the soul and the desire for the soul to liberate from form. And that's what we're kind of coming back in. And it's this, this initiation that really starts the the almost what you would kind of call in uh, alchemy, like the connection of the greater stone. And this is as we kind of move into the collective and, you know, the responsibility and the foundations that need to be created so you can start dancing with the collective archetypes in a safe way, Um, all kind of provided and kind of guided through the sign.
0: Right. I mean, you know, it's it's hard to be convinced to seed the soil, you know, but with uh, the sign being so related to agriculture, something that I always think is an interesting uh, metaphor or even analogy of just like what it takes to be out there in the cold and putting the seeds while maybe many individuals go, what are you doing? Like, nothing's going to grow from that right now. Everything's dead and cold. It's like, no, this isn't for the now. It's for what will feed me in the later and you, but you have to, you have to start with the seeding. you know, you can't just wait until spring and then hope that in the summer, it's all there for you. It's not going <clears> to <throat> work in that sort of, there's, there's a pattern there. There's a timing that you have to actually honor. And I think that's what some people want to deny is the timing itself, because the timing is cold and it's scary and it's, mm-hmm. it's dark, you know? And so you're like, no, 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 I'm just going to wait for this to pass. And it's like, okay, yeah, you might make it through this winter, but if you didn't prepare for it, what's coming next Spring can be just as harsh if there's nothing to cultivate or, Uh or in the summer, there's nothing to eat that you didn't do for the, the time you were supposed to in the winter. And people are like, wait a minute, that was really a dark time. But You're telling me like now in the most beautiful, you know, opening of the sun through, through this, this changing of, of seasons and this little analogy I'm going off on, um, I'm also still facing darkness. It's like, yeah, you didn't do what you were supposed to do in order to like continue living through this like period of what we call life. You know, uh-huh. you can't just deny it, but it's very easy to deny. It's easy to be like, I'm going to shun in. It's dark outside. It's dark inside. I don't want to participate right now. This will pass. I'll be fine. It's like, it doesn't really uh-huh. work like that. Like uh-huh. there'll be more consequences than just this like physical moment right now that you're going through. If you don't like acknowledge this, if uh-huh. you don't really, again, back to the word discipline which seems to be a lot of the theme of what we're talking about today. But if you don't have that, in, um, you know, uh, initial grasp on that, um, it'll still come and get you. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's what I like about the idea of father time. You know, uh-huh. like you, you, I like how you always lean in. You're like tick tock. And I'm like, yeah, it is pretty, om- you know, ominous sound if you let it be, uh-huh. you know, or it could just be something that's reminding you of like, hey, like, appreciate the moment you have appreciate Uh the people in your life appreciate what you have been given that's what the sound represents to me rather than being like no no no, i'm gonna mute it and like stuff it in a drawer and hope for the best it's like that's that sound doesn't care Uh saturn doesn't care they're not going to be like oh you put me in a drawer like i will go away it's like i'm still moving you're still moving and you're that much closer to being part of that soil Uh like being in the ground you know um so it all returns back. The yeah. rings pull it all back in, right. you know? Um,
1: and it's, when you were kind of speaking, I like the, the connection you were making to winter and the the need to prepare for the future. So yeah, we see this in the story of the three little pigs. And that's the story about these three pigs who are building their homes, right? right? And two of the pigs kind of just like throw stuff up with like hay and mud, if I can remember the story correctly. And the other one lays the foundation with bricks and they're like teasing him through the story. Cause they're like, come hang out. We're doing cool. Like, you know, gnarly pig shit over here. You know? <laughs> and he's just like, no, like I'm building, I, I got to create this structure. And they're just like, what a square. Um, but then the big bad wolf comes father time to blow the house down. Right. Everybody's house gets blown down. Remember we talked about it with like our pod payable on death. And so, Mm. What happens when the winds of life come? What happens when Saturn, the great teacher comes back around? Do you have the foundation to withstand the resistance and the energy that sometimes is presented to us in this five sense reality? Well, two of them don't. They, their houses like, you know, completely fall down and they actually like retreat back to the one that they were teasing. Um, and he creates that structure and that foundation and he's able to withstand the winds of this experience. And, you know, an analogy we always bring up is the tree and how the tree is so deeply esoteric. And one of the reasons is, is it's all of its strength is in its roots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our foundations, again, this is this is why Capricorn teaches us about tradition. This is why Capricorn keeps the history alive, you know, because Capricorn knows if you don't know your history, your life is a mystery, you know? So this is also going to kind of, connect us to like our family lineage and and you know those kind of aspects of our soul that gets carried around in this form. And so such a simple story with such a deep meaning. And again we totally. knew this as children like when we were learning it we we're like yeah those other two pigs kind of had it coming. You know, but we can see how this plays out in life. And you have to be prepared with Saturn for things that might have not come around yet. You know, you have to be prepared for anything. That can happen in this five-sense reality. And those are the moments that pushes us to have this this commitment to the evolution of our soul, commitment to when everything falls down, am I going to lose this mystical vision? You know, am I going to lose this higher sight that I've created and fall back down into the horse and pony show? You know, or am I going to kind of stay above it Mm -hmm. and, you know, really like climb that mountain of my own spiritual, you know, atonement? And so really kind of fascinating because we're going to see a lot of stories that we were told as kids. We always talk about the sun and how the sun story is always told. Saturn story is always told as well. You know, we see it with the three little pigs. We're going to see it um, represented even in the, you know, the hare and the tortoise race, slow and steady rinse the white race. All of these components that kind of make up this this sign and its you know it's ruling planet is is always been around us and it's very obvious to us when we see it like we know how important foundations are it's it's everything and so again it's coming back to show us you know to really put in these lessons that it it brings to the table um but again it brings it to the table so you can see how beautiful and complete you actually are and sometimes it has to show you ugliness or what you perceive as ugliness
0: to blossom that flower right right i like that you talk about you know in a matter of words with nursery rhymes and and different stories that we saw as children they gave us the lessons so quickly mm-hmm. um and and that's something that's always had a, a deep meaning for for many individuals who when they go back and, and reread these stories, they go, Oh my God, the lesson was already there. So plain in sight. And the three little pigs that you just brought up is is so appropriate to this understanding, um, to how, you know, how we prepare and, and what, what might happen and what we not, may not know that could happen. Cause you know, what could have happened just as easily is you know, the wolf never came. And then those two pigs could have been like, Hey, we prevailed because we had more fun than you uh-huh. did. And you just, you know, wasted all your energy on preparing for what, And I think that's something that discourages people from ever wanting to, because that's more likely than not in some scenarios. And that's awful because I think that's even more of a lesson that's going to be heavier for you when it does happen. When the the unexpected, you know, becomes a reality, it'll hit you even harder if you were in denial of its, you know, power when it did come around. It doesn't have to be just, you know, hey, you know, the wolf will come, the wolf will... You know, show you that you um, didn't prepare enough, and then you will, you know, come knocking at my door to see if you can, you know, uh, have shelter with me. It may not be just like in the next coming weeks; it might be in the next coming years. But nonetheless, the more you deny, you know, the harder it's going to be the day the lesson has come has come for you. You know what I mean? I think some people go through that, and you can see it. You can see how their reality falls apart. You can see how they feel betrayed somehow they'll, they'll, they'll express how, you know, what, why, why did this happen to them? You know, what, what, what brought this upon themselves or how did they bring this upon themselves? What, what, what is the world doing? Is there a God? Why is God so mean or so uh, intense? And why is it treating me this way? It's like, no, like this, this lesson was bound to happen to you. It's just, you denied a lot of the preparations for this dark period that Uh you may be going through. Um, but we're all going through it and it's a very, you know, it's an individual experience that we all, you know, have, have, a our own, um, way of, of not just unfolding, but finding out throughout this linear time that we're on in this physical body. So, uh-huh. um, but where I was going with that, and I want to hear what you have to say about this, you, you mentioned something before we started recording about this, like affiliation to God and like our inability to even like comprehend the. Power of this of this sign, uh-huh. and I kind of want to talk about that. If if it's in the agenda now, we can talk about it a little bit later. But I, this is something that kind of like came to my mind right now.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's definitely because I think that's the almost like the meat and potatoes of Capricorn is when you learned about its glyph and the sigil, um and yeah. what kind of carries with that. And I do love too that you brought up the idea of blaming form and reality for our problems even blaming god for our problems right this is where we get the scapegoat from it comes from capricorn because Mm. if you don't take responsibility for yourself and your own spiritual development you start to with that lack of responsibility when you start getting returns on your lack of you know proper investments and it's not coming back as anything you start blaming the outside world and you know this is that capricorn saturn father-like energy coming around like you make your own bed that you sleep in right? right so like it's there's there's no room and even in this sign to complain like capricorn there's no time to complain like it's tick tock tick tock like you're dying you know what does the wolf want to do to the pigs he wants to eat them who's got a taste for you and thinks you're the tastiest treat in the world time and it's eating at us every day yeah you know Death just whispers at us. Death is really shy, but at one point it overcomes that shyness and it fully takes us. And it, you know, it circums us completely. And so, you know, when we kind of think about this this kind of correlation, when we're kind of like processing it. And so yeah, we get this like external blaming. And you know, Capricorn Capricorn energy is also kind of the the sign of what you could like, there's could be very mystical and spiritual, but Capricorns can also be the, that aspect of like atheist. And this is, this is an argument you hear all the time when people are like, how could there be a God if there's so much suffering in Mm, the world? mm -hmm. And as you go through the esoteric, you realize, well, the suffering is due to our own projections. It's our lack of understanding who we are. It's accepting our, like it's accepting limits and wearing them like badges, Um, And it's these negative cycles and patterns that we've put in personally that fills into the collective, and then it manifests into the horror that we see in the shared reality. Right. But when we kind of think about this, like universal life force energy, it gave us free will. You know, we are in that because of our lack of discernment, spiritual growth, and even again, understanding of like what we truly are, which is that dazzling walking star. Um, It's our inability to see this. It's our it's our lack of taking responsibility as a sovereign individual. Mm. You know, consenting to tyranny. We we don't realize how much we consent to um because nobody can actually force you to do anything you have to do it and saturn is going to call you and like well what did you do you know Capric- capricorn and saturn don't care anything about what you're going to say you're going to do right. it doesn't care people talk all the time capricorn's like show me in your actions like let me actually see what you do and that's what kind of like blossoms out of this is this again it's like this interesting kind of you know acceptance of our own spiritual just like unfoldment right and how important that is to actually take that responsibility which very much is like what we kind of talked about a lot through the alchemical process it's actually you going to the universe and you're like no longer do you have to like burn my external reality because i'm gonna you know purify the internal so what i project is in correlation to that inner balance that Mm -hmm. i've obtained um and so we see the danger, like truly spiritual danger of a scapegoat. It's, 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 it's God doesn't love me. It's these people are holding me back. It's these people that are in charge. You know, it's, it's all of these excuses we make, but at the end, our connection back to the universal life force, that's, it comes down to us. Right. You know, you have to row your own damn boat in this. And, and, when we, you know, approach this sign with that awareness, we start to really kind of start to kind of feel our inner power and understand just how strong, not only we need to be, but how actually we are to, um, to navigate this truly
0: jungle, you know, that we right. find ourselves in. Yeah. When you were, um, yeah, when you were talking before we, we jumped into the conversation you were talking about the, uh, the glyph and you're like, there's like this, these three different uh, symbols for it, and even then, like I you, like you said, you're like, even if we were to be able to interpret it as an image, it would just probably blow our minds uh-huh. because we wouldn't be able to even comprehend like what it really represents. It really kind of left me thinking a lot about, you know, yeah, what are these representations of the animal itself? And something you said about the the scapegoat, it didn't really even like. I didn't even make that connection till just now. I'm like, you're absolutely right. You know, the, the people think of it as this mountain goat, uh, you know, ascending, but there's so much to the idea of what this goat represents. And even the images that I've seen where the goat is it's half goat and then like half um sort of like a, a marine mm-hmm. animal. I don't know, it's got sort of like a fish tail mm-hmm. to it. Um so I wanna get into that, but before I, I we, we jump into the, the actual um image imagery that we've like sort of pondered about um what did you mean by like it being so do you think like we just don't have the ability to like take in the rays of that black sun like do you think like we only get just like bits of it and because that's all we're meant to have or do you think like if we took it all at once it would just like i don't know i i don't know if i'm making are you sense. talking about like the astrological glyph
1: like if yeah. you're doing an astrological chart yeah great question man um because this is this is a curious glyph, like right. and when I'm talking about glyphs, um the glyph of like the sun is the circle with the dot in the middle, yes, you know, um Aries is like the ram, so these are like the shorthand approach to like writing these signs, and Capricorn has really like the most unique one, and we've never actually seen it in its full expression because this is actually the signature of God, and what we 're approaching. Yes in this 10th house is we're getting to es- we're starting to approach esoteric information that can't be expressed in words mm. it can't it's limitless so you can't put it in a container it's like when we say the word god like that's that's not that's the closest we can get to what that is but that's not it because it's the infinite we can't coll- we can't even articulate what the infinite is it's beyond us and so the reason why they say this glyph has never been seen is because even if it was seen, we probably couldn't see it. You know, oh. just like how, you know, God is like all around us and right. we don't see it, right? Um, as this universal life force, as the energy, that electromagnetic energy that powers this universe, um, the original source. And so this glyph is seen as this, as this idea of the signature of God, and it's almost too powerful for us to understand. And we are, we're, we're going to the initiation, this is why, you know, Capricorn is more of like a humble, silent signs, because it's just like, hey, not everything you learn is going to be through like verbal or written dialogue. It can't be, mm. you know, words have limits. They're, they're forms, They they categorize and they, you know, separate things from one from the other. Well, how do you separate the all? You can't because it is everything. Right. And so that's what this glyph is going to kind of represent. And why it's called the signature of God is because God truly signs Capricorn off on you because where you find Capricorn, you're going to find the heaviness of your life. So whatever house you have Capricorn in, you you carry weight in that house. There's there's going to be coldness that you feel there. Um you know, if you have a lot of strong Capricorn placements, it's not saying that your life is always going to be sad because we're going to kind of talk about um, how the, the goat can kind of like get nutrition out of anything, right? But there's definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's got some like severity to it right. because, of its, because of its heaviness. And so why it's signed off and why the signature of God is here is because it's informing you that it knows of your struggle and you're not alone. And it's telling you that, like, I signed off on this because I know you're personally strong enough to carry this weight. Now, you might not remember that, and you might have to go through those struggles. But again, you know, everything with Capricorn and Saturn is that, like, the illusion that we're actually separate from others, and we're separate from this universe, Mm -hmm. when we're actually all collective. And so it's, it's, like, it's signature to let it know that, like, I walk with you every step. Like every tear you've had, I cry. You know, every smile you have, I smile. It's it's telling us that like, I would not put anything on your plate that you couldn't finish. So, you know, understanding this and connecting this allows us to be really much more empowered. And, you know, it's so easy with this scapegoat. Oh, my life is struggles because God hates me. No, like if you've got heaviness and resistance in your life, it's because God loves you and it wants you to show like, just how like beautiful your essence actually is and how it wants you to uncover that. And that's why it brings this resistance into our life. And, you know, when you were kind of talking about like the scapegoat compared to like the mountain goat climbing the mountain, this is really good too, because this teaches us, this is the sign that teaches us about hierarchy. And although we can see like human hierarchies as kind of like BS and things that we're like evolving beyond, we cannot deny the hierarchy of nature right we can't deny you know the you know what animal eats what other animal you know we can't there's a lot of hierarchies in this world and it's it's like as above so below so if there's hierarchies in this realm there's hierarchies in the higher realms and when we kind of approach like these even these archetypal energies you have an ability if you're in a low you know, if you're in the low vibration, and a low frequency, trying to do this bigger work in the archetypes, you can find collective demons of the collective consciousness. And as you make your way up that hierarchy and you get to more of a higher vibration and a higher frequency, this is where you're going to kind of deal with like your true spirit guides and like angels. But there's, there's a hierarchy here. There's levels. And that's also kind of something... That comes with this this Capricorn understanding of you know what's what levels am I expressing myself through and like what even you know attention am I giving to the
0: deeper things that I inspire to do? Right, I love that you say that, man. That's that's part of the uh, I think the excitement of what comes from such harsh lessons is that you know the harshness gives you the marking to ascend. But the marking is painful, you know, mm-hmm. even when we talk about it through Dune, you know, like what's in the box, you know, mm-hmm. it's pain, but the pain will reveal what you're capable of. And when you realize what you're capable of, then you're able to take in the new lessons that are coming out after the fact, you know, you won't be able to handle the lesson if you didn't understand the physical pain that it could cause if you're not ready, you know, and if you are ready, then you realize, oh, I'm, I'm ready to take on what's next on on more of an uplifting uh, side of things. You know what I mean? It doesn't all have to be just doom and gloom through this understanding of this energy, but you need that in order to, you know, again, withstand the information that's coming next. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? You have that ascension, you know, whether it's from like a perspective of your chakras all the way to the pineal gland and having this like opening of the third eye, you're not just going to have this third eye open and then see all that is always been there without you having an understanding of you know, things that have been taken from you and basically moving through the emotional despair that it causes when things have been taken from you, that then gives you the glimpse of why it was there or why it was taken from you in the first place. Now you can see, and that's the opening of that of that third eye. So mm. you like, oh, I see now. It can't just be like, hey, open your eye. You're going to see it. You're going to look around and be like, see what? Uh-huh. And it's like, mm, I guess I guess you haven't felt yet maybe a sting that you must go through on your own in order to like have that realization for yourself. And so I think that that's where there's there's an importance about not denying this this struggle all the time, is especially during this period, is uh-huh. that this is what should make you want to create that brick house in, 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 in order to avoid that that wolf that is going to eat you eventually you can't always run from it there'll be other wolves that'll come knocking at that door but for the time being like the pain and suffering you may have put into and the lack of fun you might have had within the story of the three little pigs at least one you another day and another day that you are able to uh, be here will give you another glimpse Uh as to what's beyond the above while you're living in the below and so um, yeah yeah no the, I love the signature of God, man, that's awesome, dude <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. And like you know the signature of God it's you know it's signed off on the resistance that you're going to face, um not as a punishment but as an
0: opportunity yes, right oh, it's that's an awesome, opportunity man. yeah to to see who we really are, totally, I love the way you just said that, not as a punishment but as an opportunity, and yeah, and we know this, like
1: you know you grow in your times of struggling, totally. Um, it's, it's, again, it's, it's, we know, we, we've always spoke about it before of like what fame can do to like a musician. Um, and sometimes like that money and that comfort, like snaps the creativity, you know, because they needed to like, you know, when we're struggling, that's when we really kind of produce because we have to, when we can't find it in the external world through physical experiences, which we all go through at one point the only nutrition we can find is like internal and we kind of have to go within. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you were kind of talking about like how sometimes pain allows us to open up that eye, you know, we really start to learn what this mountain is. The mountain that the goat climbs is the spine. You're climbing the chakras, you're climbing the Kundalini um, and you're getting to the highest aspect of that spine to be able to see through that third eye and create spiritual discernment, which is these this higher um, perspective that we take where we are really, you know, taking in the five experience and know the five experience, but also connected to the collective. And we're working in both of those worlds. And the Capricorn is that initiation gate to start that process um, and how important it is, you know, because Capricorn is going to teach us to be cautious, but too much fear is just as dangerous as not enough fear. Right. You know, like there are true dangers, right? But if you're too afraid and you're too anxious about the future, you'll freeze like a deer in the headlights, true. right? And so it's like, there's a, there's this like middle balance there as well. And that's where we kind of find like discernment. It's actually like having like a connection to your int- intuition that you're using your intelligence in a line with your intuition to help guide yourself in a responsible, here it is again, disciplined way right, that right. Capricorn um, kind of teaches us. And you know, again, it teaches us through our failures. It's your struggles. It's when you get knocked down and have to get back up is when you really know your strength. And it it allows for us to you know through these struggles if we start looking at the cycles and patterns we could see you know when i build a castle out of sand it dissolves it falls down and so we kind of learn of like okay what is you know what is an essence that i can touch into that is going to be eternal and it's going to almost you know overcome time and how what can actually like rise me above that time and that's when we learn these like deeper aspects that we're getting into which is like unconditional universal love um you know service to the evolution of consciousness all of these bigger ideas of what the human experience can start to explore once it's kind of collected the personality and like overcome the personal demons like our own personal story go overcoming our personal traumas well once you fulfill the personal completion of yourself then you elevate and you take an initiate like you go you get initiated to actually help the collective in its shadow process right and so again, we see a hierarchy like it's this is subturnal there is no end it's just going to keep going and you just kind of keep climbing that seven step ladder and this is also why Saturn is like the seventh planet right um kind of showing us even the boundaries of like growth and you know, even decay, because Saturn kind of rules a lot of those. Um, and like the processes of, again, like limitations, even when you break ages down, like you said, I'm 35. Yeah. Well, that's your, you're in their fifth year, your fifth cycle of Saturn Saturn, starting, Yeah. you know? Um, so there's, there's like these unique new lessons that are going to come up. Um, new resistance, all of these things are going to kind of, um, be a part of that cycle. Well, This is, this is again, why we see it in seven and that seven note, eighth note is the next octave, um, which kind of like alludes to again, just how much this, this sign and this planet, um, have influence on this consciousness expression that we are all kind of dancing with.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, you said something a little bit earlier about how this is a feminine sign or the representation of, of this female energy. And I want to open the floor to that for you to kind of, you know, give me a little more on that um, just because, you know, with such a harshness that we've brought into with father time and being that masculine idea, but this is a feminine sign. Like let's sort of go back to that if you don't mind. Yeah, no, perfect.
1: And it's, it's kind of funny that even as we are kind of having this conversation um, again, the importance of understanding how these energies like personally connect with you capricorn is the most unique sign for me so where my capricorn placement is i also have neptune uranus saturn and the moon and they're all kind of like cut together and they're all like kind of on top of each other um and um astrologers usually look at that as like oh shit that sucks like not as anything sucks in astrology but there's like a lot of heaviness and there's a lot of like almost like flightiness and illusion that Mm. comes in this. And it's kind of funny as we're having this conversation, like we usually don't stop, but I'm like, it's hard for me to like almost like contain this understanding. And so thank you for bringing that back that way, because it was super important, Yeah, which was like, why is it a feminine, like, why is it a feminine sign? And what we're kind of looking at there is we learn to truly what we surrender to in this sign. And remember we were speaking about, like masculine components of consciousness and feminine and we talked about surrendering as one of the most difficult things to do well it is surrendering to natural law to the limits of our you know physical experience um all of these things take an immense amount of introspection and you know foundation to be able to actually like bend our knees to that universal life force Ooh. and actually serve you know, not only humanity, but again, like the collective consciousness. And so this this feminine sign comes around to show that this is this is all work that has to be done on the inner. You know, this is an inside job kind of thing that Capricorn does of again climbing that mountain of our kundalini and the spinal cord, getting to that one eye view to be able to have that spiritual discernment. And so this this feminine energy that kind of carries is to show us again the strength in surrendering and the strength in serving others uh, because Capricorn is all about serving others. Capricorns, usually if you have a strong Capricorn placement, you have no problem serving others. It's very difficult to know how to serve yourself and you almost usually avoid yourself because as we're kind of going to more of these externalized signs and it's like the us in here kind of energy, we, we lose like, personal sense and identity with ourselves right and so capricorns often can kind of be you know they almost like sacrifice themselves for their for their community well the only thing that's supposed to be sacrificed here is that scapegoat mentality this is why religions sometimes do like a sacrifice of a goat it's to represent the sacrifice of that materialistic scapegoat that blames form on everything that blames Mm. God, or it's this person's fault. It's that fault, you know, and that's, that's something that kind of pulls. And so with, with this, like this true sacrifice of like the lower goat for like the true goat, we really kind of start to um, like understand its process in the role.
0: Totally. And I, I really do. When you talk about the goat, you were making me think about the greatest of all time. And I like how you say the sacrifice of the lower self for the higher self and, and understanding that, that, um, the true meaning of, of what makes someone so great is having that like sacrifice for the community, for the team, for the, the, the greater purpose. And I think, you know, when you talk about that, it's, it's very telling about the goat. I like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the discipline that takes it. Right. It's usually like a sports term that they're talking about there, I think, when they say like the goat. Um, But yeah, the the immense amount of, you know, foundation that has to be put into the area to become the greatest of it. Yeah. Um, And the willpower to wake up at 5 a.m. You know, Capricorn is the energy that puts you to take a cold shower over a hot shower. You know, Capricorn wakes you up and gets you out of bed, even though you are you didn't sleep well that night. And, you know, where Sagittarius is like, nah, let's just kind of like go have a fun day. Capricorn is all about like, what can I do with the time that was given? Because Capricorn, you know, it listens as well. It knows what you say every morning. You say good morning. Right. Because you're mourning your death in this realm. And you're getting closer to death with every morning. And that's why they say good morning, because of this container that we're in and the finiteness of it. So again, time is is the greatest honor that it was given to us to experience, but it's also the greatest responsibility. And this this like mentality of the goat really teaches us a lot in that. Right. You know, even when we just think about the characteristics of a goat. You know, we speak about it as the mountain goat, the idea of it ascending the mountain and able to find its footing on, you know, very narrow terrain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, the path is very narrow. It's only gonna get more narrow as we kind of go and it takes more intensity. Its spiritual process doesn't get easier. You know, we've we've seen this personally with the growth and the exploration that we've had and the intensity of it in this last year. How much more intense has our life got? You know, when you live with intention, life gets more intense. Um, Capricorn, you know, concentrates this energy. You know, how you spend what you can do in one day with Capricorn energy can be a whole lifetime for somebody on spiritual development. Like, it uses the moment, the minutes, and the seconds. And it, you know, it's dialed in it's it's like focused in on what can I accomplish? And it's almost like Capricorn energy when you have a lot of Capricorn energy. And again, I, I say this like joking, but it's almost like when you were coming and the angels are like setting you up to like take form, if we do have ultimate like repetitive lives until we like, you know, break out of that circle in the samsara, it's almost like you told the universal life force, like, I'll go back there. But this is the last time. like give me all of the lessons and like really concentrated experience so uh, you know i I can really kind of like become that goal right. to activate out of this. You know, we spoke about that when we talked again about alchemy of how they would take like camel dung and they would bury it in the earth, and then they would like dig it up after a couple of years, and they would notice it would turn into these like cool little crystal things, and they found the deeper you buried it the quicker they became, you know, crystals. Well, the deeper you go into your own hell, the quicker you get out of it, the, the, you know, the persistence, the perseverance through hell and like going through your own hell. Well, we spoke about that with the hot coals. Like how do you walk across hot coals? You have to put all of your pressure in your feet. You can't like half step it, you're gonna right, burn your feet. Right. And so you actually have to like embrace the experience of going down to hell. Um. You know, and there's a lot of things that Capricorn provides that's that's really important for the rest of this experience, like you know we talked about freezing as a way to preserve, yes, you know well, what's the easiest way to handle water and explore it? The only way you can actually hold it in your hands if it's frozen, and so even that frozen component of the emotions. Well, you can explore it. And there's actually like something that kind of comes from that because it's now it's not so fluid. And it doesn't just like take the form, it actually like solidifies it. And so this this like frozen nature can also not only do we have to like de-thaw a lot of parts of ourselves, but we can actually like explore how an emotional blockage actually was created by kind of looking at like the glacier, the glacier of where we froze over. Right. And hell is it hot? hell's cold, right. like hell form is cold, you know? And so even in Dante's Inferno, when he kind of finds like the base of hell, it's frozen over, it's a frozen tundra. Right. Um, kind of representing, again, the the desire to, you know, find the above, you have
0: to journey all the way to the below. Totally. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I like what you said that this this last year for both of us has been... Not, I won't. I don't like even say tumultuous because at this point, it's like, what does that even mean, man? Like, how how far are we gonna break down these beautiful understandings of like the complicated yet simple ways to learn lessons and gain uh, a better perspective on the the harshness that life can bring you? At some point, you got to make peace with it. And one thing I think with in regards to this sign, it it exp, you know it, it it wants to express this sort of karmic or this idea of like you know not you reap what you sow but you know you talked about this very much in the beginning we were talking about the idea of the alligator in regards to its um the glyph also or the or the actual like what what represents capricorn and we didn't really even open up the alligator so much and so i was always curious i'm like is it is it that what we're experiencing with it, which is like finding true patience and learning how to be patient learning how to um navigate through this like period of like, you know, when will I be able to, um, come back up to the surface? I'm not really quite sure how to put that into, uh, uh the perspective of that, that image, but I wanted to know how it'd be kind of like form that idea of, of the alligator.
1: Of the, the like the alligator crocodile. And when that's great, cause we do, we're going to kind of explore the other animal correspondences that come with the sign. Um, and that being an earth sign a form, There's going to be a lot of correspondences that we can talk about of this archetype finding physical expression. Right. And so, yeah, you know, we talked about the goat. We talked about it being, you know, disciplined, having perseverance to climb that mountain. And, you know, also something that's really unique with the goat is it's it's actually like durability of its stomach. Goats can eat so many things and actually like derive nutrition from it. Right. They'll eat anything. And people that have goats know this. Um, this is this correspondence and this idea is exactly what Capricorn teaches you as well. Are you able to get nutrition from things that you don't think are going to be as nutritious as an experience? And we were kind of talking about it earlier. Like, it's it's super easy to kind of feel spiritual growth in a yoga retreat, maybe in a hot springs, in like Northern California or someplace right. like unique and cool. Um, really easy to like spiritually grow and feel like connected to source. A little bit more difficult being in like traffic on a Tuesday afternoon, being late to an appointment. Can you find spiritual nutrition in that moment? Right. Can you actually like process that and take it through it and go through the alchemical process, which is pretty much digestion of extracting the spiritual growth and lesson that came from this. Now, you know, we talked about that with like how important failures are to our unfoldment. Well, yeah, what are you getting out of your failure? Again, are you blaming it on a scapegoat? Are you blaming it on other people? Or are you accepting responsibility that you had something to do with this because you are a creator? And so, so much things kind of come with goats, you know? And like their ability to be able to literally like eat anything and get nutrition, right? Like, even the survivalist community know this because like a goat, if it like, if all breaks down and it's like Mad Max out there, a goat can actually drink contaminated water and be able to process it and take nutrition. And then you can actually drink the milk of that goat and sustain off of it. If there's no clean water, you can drink goat's milk because they can actually filter it through that it will be purified when it comes out the other way. Showing a lot about purity. What did what did Hercules have to do on this journey before he started? He had to purify himself. And right. so, you know, a lot of that energy there. And even goats with their connection of, like, you know, goats are all about the square. There's like only one animal that has like square eyes. And the goat does. The, there's no animal that's got like, if you look into the eyes of a goat, it's a it's an experience. Totally. You <laughs> know? Um, and it's representing that cube that you were talking about. You know, what's in the box? pain and the goat is like this representation of it but even they're like funny nature like goats are silly like they can be mean they can be aggressive but like they're really entertaining to spend time with like they're silly they climb things and they're just like funny and it's kind of funny because like most comedians actually have a lot of Capricorn energy um because they because Capricorn also represents like you know sarcasm and like take making light of a situation or expressing your interpersonal struggles in like a humorous way to like lighten other people's load be like oh you you're insecure about that like this is something that I've done before and it like lightens it for the other person service to humanity and so we learn unique connections with the goat right. so the the alligator crocodile that's another representation and again kind of ties this into the sea goat that we're going to look at in a minute um but the crocodile represents the importance of patience now like crocodiles can like get to a really quick top speed but they don't hunt things down like a cheetah does by chasing it down they wait and they use discernment and they use patience allowing time to go through its motions you know everything in its time this this process of patience is also something that comes with capricorn because capricorn preserves it's the preserver right so it preserves our energy capricorn is who teaches us not to push our energy in outlets that are not doing anything for our development it's actually what pulls us back and teaches us the importance of actually like waiting and like why don't you like evaluate the situation or wait for things that kind of come to you. You don't always have to be chasing things. Capricorn teaches us that other side of that coin of what kind of comes with that. Um, and again, it, you know, that the crocodile hunts in a way that it, it like almost camouflages its stuff as like a log or something yeah, right? yeah. as it kind of was, was presented. Um, but yeah, it teaches us the importance of, of patience um, honoring the cycles of time. And, you know, knowing that, again, there's limits that we're working with in that, and we have to surrender to it in this reality. Totally.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I like that you, when you brought up last year for both of us, that was something that I I feel like we both honored very much uh, not just for the creation of this, of this podcast and the conversations we have, but just like even our friendship, like there are a couple of times that you came up to me and you're like, Hey, I can't, we, we, we shouldn't do an episode today or Hey, can we do it? Um, next week. And I was like, absolutely. And you're like, cool, cool. I appreciate it. And I'm like, no, no no worries. We'll talk later. And then when you would come back around, you were like fire. And it's just like the way you were speaking. And I'm like, and as you were speaking, you're like, I think this is why we weren't, meant to have the conversation whenever we wanted to or had scheduled to meet in person. And, you know, I think making, I think it's, it's hard, it's hard because you think, Oh God, you know, we, we, we have a responsibility to um, not just the people who listen, but you know, the way we want to unfold these teachings, but you can't unfold a teaching if you're not really honoring and being patient with this idea you're talking about with the, with the crocodile, um, you know, w- within, within these conversations, you need to have this sort of distance for a minute before you can open and speak again about so much that, um, you know, you, you want to unfold, but also you want to have your own perspective on, you want your own or your own, like influence on your own, um, experience. And I think that us giving each other that, um, that respect is, is, it's sort of honoring what we talk about here on the, on the, on the episode of the podcast. And so every time you would thank me, I'm like, no, you don't even have to thank me anymore because I think this is what we need to do. We need to honor this patience and understand that, you know, it is very much the American dream you were talking about for us to like, you know, if we work hard, this is what happens in in the reward system that we've created. And this idea of like, you work hard, you reap the benefits later on, but there are times where you have to just like. Give yourself the space to just like not say anything, not go so hard and sit with your thoughts and sit with them again. And then the second, third time, maybe even the fourth that you finally feel like you can come out and express yourself is meant to be exactly the way it was supposed to be from the time you sat with your thoughts. And mm-hmm. it's hard to do. I think sometimes we don't want to do that. We, we've we been raised to believe that if you're not doing something, then what are you doing? And mm-hmm. Where is your worth if you're not in action? But I think being, you know, able to not be in a state of action is is one of the greatest, you know, um, disciplines, back to the word, that you have to sort of master. You know, there's action with inaction. You know what I mean? Like there is such a thing as sitting quietly is it's a form of action that you have to sort of make space for in order to then make the next move. And I think that's very hard for some people in the Western world to do Mm -hmm. uh, that, I should say. Um, So it's really too the, the idea that, you know, how many times
1: do we make ourselves look busy and like do busy work in our life and do things to really avoid bigger things that we should be looking at, or we're actually like running around problems. Like, Oh, let me just not rather than like, deal with like these depressive thoughts and these suicidal thoughts. Let me just like run and like, just like clean my room. I'm just going to clean everything. And like, that could be a great therapy to like reset everything. But you know, maybe we should look into those, those feelings that we were having. You know, we like, again, like the, the, the difference between like this and Virgo Sometimes like Virgo is so like analytical and linear. It feels like it has to be doing something and it can like tire itself out because it's doing so much where Capricorn is just like, where do you want to put your energy? Okay. Put it in those outlets. This isn't where you need to be putting this energy. So like, again, have some structure in your life that you can actually like cut that off and some inner authority of like you rule this hierarchy, which is you, Mm -hmm. you know, um, we speak about it with hierarchies, like who's at the top of your pyramid, who's looking through your eyes, you know, is it, is it your culture? Is it, you know, are you just like feeding out something of somebody else's thoughts or is it actually you, you know, because again, we're taking responsibility for our spiritual development in this sign. That's who runs the show. Um, that's a big part of it. And so,
0: yeah, we can say something. No, no, that was it, man. Um, you know, I, I just liked, I just wanted to connect that idea of the, of the alligator of, of the, of the crocodile of that reptile that sits and waits patiently for its next meal or for its way of camouflaging itself uh, for long periods of time, but then makes the move right when it was supposed to make the move. And I'm not saying that that's what we have to be. I'm not like, you know, associating us to like the snake in the grass i'm just saying there is nothing wrong with having strategy that makes you very inactive and i think sometimes we're very hard on ourselves mm-hmm. for being inactive thinking no this is the time i'm supposed mm-hmm. to move and it's like no conjuring up a plan is itself a discipline you know going out and doing too many things on its on a physical uh like you just said like busy, busy work can distract you from like Mm -hmm. making that plan. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. I do believe that going on a long walk is very beneficial to being like, okay, this is where all my thoughts that are scattered come to one conclusion. And that was good. But sometimes it's like, you don't have to go and do a million different things in order to feel fulfilled. Sometimes you might have to just sit and let for fulfillment to like sort of again, build itself up within you so it can come out and make the next move in Mm -hmm. order to like, avoid wasting the time that is actually coming after us, uh-huh. you know? Um. Yeah. And I think, and I, I like what you're saying here. Cause I think you're talking to
1: something that probably a lot of Capricorns need to develop, you know, Oh, Capricorns can struggle with sitting with themselves because they still feel that duty, you know, and they're like, I'm not pulling it all around, but like Capricorn, like sitting with itself and actually being like, what do I need? Mm. What do I want? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Who am I not? Well, we have to stop and actually do that. So I love that you're expressing this today um, of like the inner evaluation and, you know, serving the self. Like we, we, again, it's so much easier for a lot of us to serve others and we have no idea how to serve ourselves. Yeah. You know, um, I even see it with like natal chart readings. Gosh, I could look at your natal chart and we could talk all about like your childhood and all these things. It's so much more difficult to pull like to like it's, the the natal charts now are like four hours because I just become like so excited, right? And I'm so amped up and I'm just like yelling at stuff and four hours isn't even enough. Um, It's like, we're always like going five minutes over, right? It it would be very hard for me to look at my chart and do it for four hours. Mm -hmm. Cause there's like this again, I don't, it's harder for me to serve myself in that realm where I can serve others through it. And I'm so blessed that, you know, um, I am able to do that, but it's, again, it's it's this like unique kind of resistance that happens. And this is actually where the final animal comes in, which is the unicorn, which is the representation of Capricorn. And the unicorn really represents the piercing, using its horn, to pierce the heart of the lion, which is represents that ego mm. that won't right. allow us to stop, you know, that ego that gets us tied to the wrong hierarchies, get us competing with like, you know, cause Capricorn, Go for it. you know, we kind of think about like the social ladder and even the comparing ourselves to others, Yes, because this is the sign that we kind of meet the us in here. Mm-hmm. Because remember the first six signs are like the me in here. Right. And then the next three are like the me out there, like one-on-one relationships, cycles and patterns, and like seeing ourselves connected with people, like community education. Well, in the tenth sign, we meet the group and we meet others, not just one person, but we meet others, and so from this we start to look, and this is the idea of like looking at the other group grass is greener on the oh, other right, side, right. you know. And so there's this like hierarchy that kind of comes um, where we kind of like start pushing ourselves like, well, where do I position up against this person? And we get into, I, I talked about it earlier as kind of the horse and pony show. Um, well, when you get stuck on that hamster wheel of life and you only have materialistic aspirations, you are in the horse and pony show. That's why your neighbors are called nay Spurs, right? It's it's a representation of like the horse. Horse from like even when you think about marriage and you think about all the terms, we use a lot of horse terms, which means that it kind of shows the inability of when you don't see what's which truly like the spiritual um desire of the soul, you're gonna get caught up in working out other people's energy. You know, you're gonna be consenting to not like, the unfoldment of you. And so this, this like, connection to, like, false hierarchies and positioning ourselves as, like, how we, like, you know, stand up or, go like, compare to another, well, this is something that we kind of have to also surrender. And that idea of, you know, they might have that, and I could ask, like, why me? Or I could just, like, be like, no, I should be spiritually concerned with my own journey, mm. stop interfering, stop, like, glamorizing or trying to put myself over others. It's not me being better than others. It's me being better than I was yesterday. Right? Um, you know, again, that, that inner truth that Capricorn really kind of pushes. And this, this unicorn, when it pierces the heart of the lion, allows for that lower ego to be sacrificed for the higher ego. Yes. Um, again, you know, Capricorn is one of the portals, one of the gateways. We have a gateway in Capricorn, and we have a gateway in Cancer. Now, Cancer was the crab. A crab lives in on the land, and it lives in the sea. So it lives in both worlds. Well, this sign traditionally was the sea goat. It's the goat that was on land and the goat in the sea. And so it shows the blending of these two elements, of earth and water coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one that plays in both realms. And this is really the, you know, if it was from, you know, from spirit to matter, With cancer, and it's like our incarnation and our birth. And then in Capricorn, it's graduating out of matter to make ourselves back up to spirit. Right. Right. And really kind of like fulfilling that unicorn energy, which is again, where does the unicorn's horn come out if it comes out of its like equivalent third eye? It's that higher understanding, it's that spiritual lens that we've accumulated through these previous
0: nine labors that we're exploring from the readings of alice bailey in the labors of hercules that resonates with the ascensions of and the understandings of these ascensions and i'm going to quote this this is quote the final ascension is that which marks the emancipation of the initiate of very high degree who becomes consciously a world savior but it is the second initiation the rising up of the lower psychic nature on which we have to work so that every desire mood and every emotion is lifted up into heaven mm. end quote and i love that because it's everything you're you're we, this everything was our conversation has been you know encompassing but what you just said in the last few 10 maybe 5 10 minutes That's exactly what I think kind of concludes this idea of even the representation of the animals that, or, or the glyphs or the idea of what they are uh, and what they're living in and what they're actually, um, providing us information from their, um, their symbol, but also like the understanding of what this Ascension truly means with the mountain goat rising. Mm -hmm. And so, um, beautifully said, man, I think, uh, I think everything you were talking about today was more than I could have um, wanted to open up the floor or have have a conversation with you on the floor because I wanted to like you know again I, I'm already finding the inspiration out of this um, out of this journey through Capricorn and I hope that those who are listening also feel that same way because again it Saturn energy this dark sun this black sun can make you think otherwise mm-hmm. and sort of like pull you into the incorrect direction. Because again, you said this before, you know, you have to go climb to the below in order to get to the above. And I think that seems so contradicting for a lot of people. I think it seems like, no, that's, that doesn't make sense. Like, why am I going deeper? Why is it getting colder? And it's like, well, you know, for you to have a true understanding of warmth before the fire burns you, you got to know the degrees and levels of like where they come from. And you have to know the opposite, which is the coldness that it comes with. Uh-huh. And, and in order to like rise slowly into a place of, you know, true, um, not just fulfillment, but also like purpose. And I think that, um, it's, it's, it's difficult, obviously in, in this, in this idea of the sign, but I think everything we talked about gives me ultimately optimism, you know?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And you know, it's, it's one of the, it's the sign that just kind of comes back around to be like, there's no shortcuts, right? There's no shortcuts to this, Right. Um, right, right? You know, you're, you're going to go step by step. You're going to you know, you have to explore all aspects of your shadow. You know, you have to unlock all those doors. And we spoke about it last time as like, you know, you knock on all these doors, you open up these closets of, you know, trauma, or, you know, it could even be something that's even beyond you in this spot. Because, like, again, when you're dealing with the collective, some of these things that you're going to be working with aren't personally aligned to you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's part of like consciousness in general. And we kind of go on this way of like knocking on doors until we like, knock and we realize that we are the one that knocks and we actually hear the knock and it's like this connection to this inner self and there really is there's 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 no shortcut um the gate gets narrow the gate the, the process can feel very lonely and you know when we think about this this idea of capricorn you know, it's always so, so like determined, but we we also look at it, you know, when we kind of approach this like 10th sign, we also look at like the 10th house and the 10th house talks about like your career and like what you bring to your community. Um, and your career is like, whether we like it or not, it's one third of your life. You know, you spend a lot of time doing work and there's something very like spiritually fulfilling about work when you can align your work with your spiritual destiny mm-hmm. um, and that's more important for some. Some people work so they can explore spirituality on the side. some people tie it together. again, looking at your tenth house will probably give you a lot of understanding of what your inner need is in that in that realm. What we do with our time, what you spend your time on is what this tenth house happens and you know what Capricorn learns as it spiritually climbs that mountain is there's other accounts that energy gets deposited in. It's not just that physical account that comes on your bake statement once a month. That's one reservoir of energy. You know, that's one container of the currency of the currency and like the what you create. There's other accounts there. You know, you have a spiritual account. You have an emotional account. And Capricorn really learns to use its time to make sure it's depositing energy in all of those accounts. Um, because again, like when we kind of spoke about um, they don't take debit cards when you're crossing the River of Sticks, right. right? You know, um, there's there's other things that we kind of get asked for. And, you know, we, we have this interesting dance with death, but Capricorn teaches you, if, if you don't want to fear death, you respect death. Because when you respect death, you respect your time. And every minute, every second is funneled to this purpose of this divine exploration you know and on it we do have some divine paradoxes like why do i have to go to hell to find heaven well it's it's part of the whole thing because remember you know we perceive everything in duality but it's all one big coin you know everything is contained and and it's sometimes it's hard for us to kind of perceive this well capricorn even gives us the strength to like face these divine paradoxes and these you know, everything that's kind of heavy and been a struggle. And, you know, we kind of spoke about it last time. You know, Capricorn and Saturn, they, when you like cry to the world about your struggles, they're like, do you think you're the first one? Like you're the first one that's lost the love of your life or you're the first one that got fired for a silly reason. You know, you're not. And it's not saying that like, that moment wasn't special or it wasn't painful, but it's just saying like, this is part of the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, What are you going to learn from that? Exactly. You know, are you going to get back up? Are you going to like dust yourself off, rub some dirt into it, or are you just going to fold? Because mother nature will eat you. If you're stagnant and you don't evolve, nature will destroy you because nature has to kill stagnation because it goes against the natural law process. Saturn teaches us and Capricorn There are immutable laws in nature that can't be changed. It's whether you align to them that you can grow from them. But as you move away from them, you're going to feel pain and suffering and heaviness and attachment to this form. Um, But aligning to things like this will, will kind of um, be the ultimate liberation, which again, climbing of the spine, climbing
0: of the Kundalini, the ultimate liberation. Awesome, man. Well, um, you know, I know we covered a lot. And so, you know i'm excited to see what this this year does for the two of us and and this podcast and i think that everything that we've covered with today's episode is a great omen to like what we will do with this discipline or not even an omen but this this path that we're going to have uh, ahead for us you know and 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 how we're going to let it unfold has to do a lot with the conversations that you and i not only Agree on and discuss about with regards to Capricorn, but the idea of what this ascension truly represents. Um, and so, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited for all the new things that we're doing. You know, last year was a lot of work, and and not, and not in a bad way. You know, I think again, work is a is a good thing. I think you know, you talked about career in our in our tenth house, and I think that you know, if it, if it brings fulfillment, it never feels like any kind of work, but it does take some energy to really put these things forth. So that next year and the year after and so forth, you know, um, unfold and open new doors that we didn't even expect that we would be knocking on. So um, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. It's an unpredictable um, reward that comes if you're patient enough. And I think that's what I really appreciate from everything we've done together, but also what we talk about here and how we like get closer to having an understanding of many of the discussions that are going to come from this uh, podcast series, but also the ones that we've already talked about before, you kind of refine your ideas. And I think that's where I find a lot of fulfillment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, beautiful, man. And it does, it's, it's a kind of a fun sign to start the year off, right. You know, it's like good energy. Um, I have to say though, personally, um, I'm kind of terrified because this is like the most space cadet i I've ever felt on an episode. Like, I really feel like I'm like, yeah. everything, like, we, we've stopped and I'm like, I don't think I'm making any sense. And you're like, no. Um, and all, the last thing I wanted to kind of say about Capricorn is Capricorn can also be, like, very critical. And so, especially, like, the unique planets I have in Capricorn— Maybe I was highly critical, but I'm pretty sure when I listen back to this episode, I'm gonna be like, Eddie was spitting fire. I sucked. Maybe I didn't do as well as I like wanted to today. Well, what's that gonna do? I like need to organize and be more composed next time. Right. I need to, you know, do these kind of steps of like learning from these things of like, oh, I could have done better. Um,
0: but you were spitting fire today, buddy. Oh, dude, I mean I can only like have a conversation with an individual like yourself if I feel that whatever I'm saying has an understanding that needs to have like more of an input into what I'm like, what I've, what I've digested. And so like, that's where I I feel like I'm not saying you're being overcritical in any way. I think that I understand what you're saying about being more organized. I feel like you've, you've grown, we've both grown as individuals. And I think that just having a conversation like this can be thrown into so many directions because we know where we're both coming from, but we also are very conscious that there's people listening that we want them to, you know, we, they can't really, they can't sit in a room and then just go, wait, wait hey guys, I got to raise my hand. Like, can we go back to that? And I think we're very conscious that we're trying to be inclusive to everybody who may not be on the same page. You and I are just friends. And I think that's a privilege you and I have is that we can sit on in, in, in any room and just be like, did you know? And you're like, I did. I'm like, and, and you're like, right. I'm like, solid and the bartender in front of us is like what just happened here like i i missed everything you guys just mm-hmm. can you guys go back why are you both so uh excited about this conversation and i think that that's something that we're gonna have to sort of you know re-establish throughout these episodes is like how do we keep the third party in here which is the audience you know included into or like our our moments of like hey i had all yeah. these questions and you're like fire away i'm like this this and that and you're like yep and i'm like cool and it's like all right. Well, I'll see you later. I'm like until next time, and you're like until next time. And the people are like, "Wait, I have so much. What just happened?" Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I just think that's that's an idea that we're gonna have to like work on uh, with our own discipline on on these episodes. But uh, anyways, I'm just rambling at this point. So, yeah,
1: yeah. No, it it definitely can give you that grounding, solidifying energy, man. And so, yeah. It, again, so great to see you, and uh, you know bringing up the, the third part of this party as the audience truly is the most important part of this. And so, yeah, you know, making sure that the, the conversations are aligned um, is always, always kind of the goal. And so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm very excited with everything that's kind of coming in this, in this future. And uh, yeah. Cool. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, again, (laughs) I want to keep going. I feel like it's such an interesting reset constantly. It's like, You say something, I say something, and we keep going, but I I definitely want to just say like, so thankful for everybody out there who's, you know, allowed us to come into our third year, and, you know, we've got a lot of things that we've prepared in order to make sure that our ramblings become more condensed, and I think you'll notice it even more. I've noticed it with the way Daniel talks. Um, At times, he like will take the beginning and an ending and make it just this perfect, you know, uh, conjunction of, of... of an understanding so quickly that I'm like, Oh, thought we were going to cover that for the next 15 minutes. And instead it was like done in five. So I want to see where this is going to take us with that, you know? So thankful for everyone who's like evolved with us and uh, you know, the encouragement you've had, the criticism you've had, uh, all the things are just to basically walk each other home, you know? And that's really the thing I got to keep telling myself is like, that's what we're here to do, you know, is to just sort of remind ourselves that there's, there's not only, um, more to this life, it's not just all pain and suffering, but the pain and suffering will only bring us closer and will only make us realize like the beauty that we, um, face in this very limited time here in the physical body. So thank you to all, uh, for listening and, uh, until next time, until next time, there you go, man.